Hello and welcome to this week's episode of the podcast. I'm your host Bella and we're here for another week which is exciting. I am so tired. I'm so tired but it's okay. It's been a good week. It's been a big week. It's been an overwhelming week which is good. This is good. This is what growth is. It's always going to be a little bit overwhelming but I feel like it's been more overwhelming than usual, but that's okay because we're dealing with it and we're growing and we're moving and we're happy. We're proud of ourselves. Let's just, you know, let's take a deep breath. (sighs) Okay. Still a life update, guys. So I started my new job, which is mad. I now work at headquarters. I have moved up the ranks. so funny because I was chatting to everyone else who's so I don't even know where to start with the program it's just let's start from the beginning so if you don't know I used to work as a beauty expert at Sainsbury's which meant I sold skincare and makeup to basically anyone that walked down my aisle it was um a constant struggle to see how much I could sell in one day or help people with it. I actually really enjoyed it because I just ended up learning loads about skincare and makeup and advice and what different skin types needed and I became pretty good at it which you know I feel like is going to serve me well later in life. I can match someone's foundation skin tone exactly with the concealer, with the right mascara. I know about different mascaras now. I like it's a whole life skill area that I never have really been into because I miss the YouTube makeup phase. I wish I didn't miss it because everyone else is now sick at makeup and I can just do like the same thing a few different colorways, but I missed it. So this I feel like is my calm, my kind of like, you know what, you missed that, but you can do this now. So now I know all about makeup and skincare, which is pretty cool. And I loved my job, but it was a bit monotonous for me. It was kind of, the issue with it was, I think, is that there wasn't, there's not the right clientele in the place that I live. There's not enough, there's basically not enough money going around. With the price of living going as as it is at the moment, there is not enough money to be going and spending 30 or 40 or 50 quid on a face care routine or a skincare routine. And you just feel a bit of a dick, don't you? Like someone's struggling to pay for their weekly shop and I'm trying to sell them a 60 pound two-step moisturizer routine. It's just, it didn't, it, it would never sit right. So I couldn't So like, you couldn't really do that, which is the whole main goal of the job. But for me, it was never really a long-term career path. I just really enjoyed it and I was kind of just needing some money to move to London because we all know I'm doing my master's in September. Well, it's all a little bit up in the air now, to be honest, but we'll get to that when we get to that. And so whilst I was there, I knew I needed more money and I knew I'd probably have to stay for quite a while. Probably I started in September and I'd have to stay until... When would I have to stay until... I was going to stay until July. Then I was going to go travelling for three months I don't know how I thought I was ever going to be able to afford that in the history of my life. Like my bank account right now, I would never be able to afford that. It's crazy. But anyway, that was my plan because I couldn't really stay at Sainsbury's any longer because for me, it just wasn't... My mental health was getting pretty bad because I was just kind of craving a bit more of a challenging environment, I guess, or a bit more... I was having too much time to think about things and I think that was what I was finding a little bit hard with it sometimes on other days but the team I had was absolutely lovely and it was a really interesting job I think I just managed to hit it at such a a point when clients were really low because of obviously the war in the Ukraine um affected obviously it's horrific and it's affected the economy really badly and all of that and that's really affected the selling markets and so 
I applied for this tech internship in February. Now, I did not think I would get it. I did not think I would get it in the slightest. I just have this, I have this thing instilled in me in that I just constantly apply for things or search for the next thing I could do. If I'm not happy, if I'm not 100% in something or I'm not finding it challenging or I don't think I can grow in a position, I've always been like this. I'm on Indeed within a second. On my break, I was just on Indeed and I was looking and I was like, nothing really fit, nothing really worked. So, and I saw this post on Yammer, which is the Sainsbury's Facebook in a weird way. Like we're not allowed to use Facebook to contact colleagues, but we have our own kind of like Sainsbury's page called Yammer. And someone just posted a post in there. My boss just posted something in there. And so I clicked on it and I applied for it. And they were like, yeah, literally the application like form was your name, date of birth. Do you have a degree? Yes or no. Like not what grade did you get or anything, just yes or no. Um, and that was it. Bear in mind, they've never asked me for any clarification of the degree. Like my educational background, and everything like that was so unimportant to this entire process, which I think is why it's such a brilliant opportunity um, for anyone who could apply for it. I just think it's such a brilliant initiative by Sainsbury's to hire people who are already their staff. But anyway, I'm getting off track. Um, And so I applied for it. And then I kind of left it for a bit. And then I got this like puzzle thing through. And that was the kind of like application thing, I guess. You had to complete this puzzles. Um... And if you, it wasn't like puzzles, it was like a reading comprehension, a few maths questions and this kind of like shape question. It was really weird, but it was all about patterns. And I, honestly, you know that game where you have to get the ball from one end to the other and you have to move the train tracks around to make it go. I am sick at that game. I'm so good at that game. It's such an unnecessary talent that I have. But I, that game, but I was on a desert island. That was my way out. I'd be fine. I'd be absolutely fine. Sadly, I don't think it's ever going to come in handy, but I'm just very talented at it. I can't help it. And this last thing was that game. It was literally like connect the dots using the right pieces. And I was like, yes, this is my thing. I'm good at this. This is great. So honestly, it was all right. And I just kind of sent it off and I didn't really think much else of it. And then I went and then it was whilst I was skiing I got an email saying, like, congratulations, you made it to the next round, um, but you still haven't completed the next stage. And I'd left it for quite a while. I'd kind of, I'd, it kind of just slipped through my emails. I hadn't noticed it. It hadn't been flagged up. And then I was sit- I was skiing and we were having dinner. And I was like, I don't know whether to do it or not. I've, I've never really considered a career in tech before and it's probably not going to go anywhere. And then dad was like, well, why not apply? Like, why not just see what the challenge is? It's not going to take that long. It's like, you may as well do it. You have everything here for it. And so I came down to breakfast early the next day and I sat down and I got myself a coffee. I got myself one of these like carrot juices because skiing hotel had a juicer machine and I regret not using that more because coming home, it's one of the things I miss most. I can't even lie. Um, they turn out to be weirdly expensive to buy yourself. I've done, I've done my research, but we, so I sat down and I just kind of, I did the next challenge and it was again, this kind of, um, like questions again, kind of like, but weird questions, questions about tech for people who didn't know anything about tech. It was testing how your brain worked to see whether you could understand the logic behind coding. That's what I think anyway, because it would ask you like a recipe. It would be like, if you need six eggs here and 
five eggs here and two gallons of milk here? How does it all work together and that type of thing? So I did that. Um, Literally sent it off, left it. Just didn't even think about it for like another few weeks, a month even. I, I genuinely didn't hit anything back. And I wasn't thinking about it either because this wasn't something that I thought I wanted to go into. It was just kind of a thing of... I always apply for things. And this is my biggest tip of advice that I, I'm really proud of myself for getting as I've grown older. And I think it's something that I really hope sticks with me is that I will always apply for something. I will always apply for something. The amount of jobs that I have applied for and failed for is ridiculous. I've applied to be tutors. I've applied to be so many different types of tutors, cleaning staff. I've been a waitress. I have worked on the beauty counter. Now I'm working in tech. I've worked at the golf club. I've worked in so many weird places, but I will just always apply for things. Even if I don't technically have the right skill set. I'll just apply. I'll just do it. And you never know what door it's going to open up. I didn't mean to apply for this and somehow I've just now landed it, which is incredible. But bit of a side off track moment but just apply for things and constantly be on the lookout for what could help you in your next step constantly be on the lookout for the next opportunity that you might be handed because sometimes the opportunity is screaming you in the face this was literally a poster on the wall and I was just like I'm gonna apply for it why not apply for it just see why not like why not if you're not 100% happy and you're 100% don't like love the next stage you'd go with with that why not apply and this is why I got to this And because I applied, I got through the first stage, I got through the second stage, and as I said, I got through the second stage, and I was like, this is pretty sick, this is so cool, I wonder what the third stage was, and it turned out I got to the final stage, which was the interview practice, and now, here is, I think, the missing, the thing I did differently for this, because I had already kind of got a plan of my life, I was going travelling, I was leaving Sainsbury's in July, I didn't, I wasn't relying solely on this, really, it meant that when I had my interview, I wasn't nervous in the slot. I didn't prep for my interview. I did, Well, I did prep. Obviously, it's me. I'm obviously going to prep. I prepped how I like normally did. I came up with, kind of brainstormed everything about me, told them, like knew what I was going to say when they asked me, tell me about yourself then. Um, kind of guess some questions and always interview practice. Write out the questions that you want to ask them beforehand. Come up with three or four questions because they're going to ask you and it makes you seem interested in the company and it puts you forward as like quite like an you have a strong initiative and it makes you come across really well and so in my interview I just kind of did it but without the feeling of nervousness um I was just seeing it as interview practice really just to speak to people because interview practice is so important and if you can nail interview practice you're going to be fine it's something that really trips a lot of people up and it's really where they take you like they decide whether they're taking you forward or not because you can be great on paper but they need to meet you in the flesh to see if you're actually going to be right to fit in that your company in their company I mean sorry and if you can manage to combat that anxiety if you can manage to get over the anxiety then you're putting yourself in such a better position to actually get on board with what you're doing so practice interview practice you know what I do this is so embarrassing I can't believe I'm sharing this I like practice in front of a mirror. Like I'll set my mirror up on my desk and I go through the questions. Like in, I don't know if I ever told any of you guys this, but I was going to move to Edinburgh in August. I got a job out of uni. I got a job straight away. I got a job at a lab. Um, it was a good salary. It, it was all very good. It was all very good, but it wasn't for me. And I knew deep down it wasn't for me, but that's beside the point. 
for that job, I practiced interview practice so much. Like the week beforehand, I spend maybe half an hour each day looking at myself in the mirror, asking myself questions and telling myself the answers back. And I think if you do it in a mirror, you can watch your own body language. You have to make eye contact with yourself. You look about what you're doing and how you're presenting yourself. You can't just look at the screen anymore. And that was massively helpful. I think doing that this time, it gives you a sense of confidence about what you're going to say and what you're going to look like to them. So that has been another massive thing that's helped. So guys, constantly, I've told you to constantly apply for things and for interview practice, practice in the days before in front of a mirror and write out the questions before because that has led to a lot of success for me. It's meant that in every interview that I've been in, it's gone pretty well and that's been really, really helpful. But anyway, because I didn't really have that much anxiety or kind of, I didn't, it's not that I didn't want it, but it was like a, there wasn't an attachment associated with it. I didn't, in everything that I do, and I'm sure this is pretty obvious by now, but if I think I'm going to fail, I attach a lot of my self-worth to that failure. I think if I failed, then there's something wrong with me rather than thinking that opportunity wasn't right for me. I take it very personally. But because with this, I wasn't really taking it personally. It's like, it's fine. If I fail, I'm fine. If, if I don't fail, it's fine. Like, do you know what I mean? Like, there's no bad outcome out of this situation because... It's not part of my plan. It's totally out of the stratosphere of what I want to do. So I did the interview. And then, like, I got a missed call from Sainsbury's a week later. And then I missed the next call as well. So I had two missed calls from Sainsbury's. And I was like, oh, shit, I've missed them. Like, I've missed the boat. Because you wouldn't call someone twice if they hadn't got it. But I was also like, I've missed it. I've messed it all up. And then I got a call from Sainsbury's whilst I was at work, literally at eight in the morning. And they were like, "Um, we've got some really exciting news for you. You've got onto the internship programme. Congratulations. Well done. And I was really excited about it. I was so excited because all of a sudden I had now found a job for the next four months that was really going to challenge me and was in a sector that I knew nothing about and in a sector that's really like the job market in software engineering now is mad. So I was like, well, it can't be bad. But... I think it's easy when you do things remote and you don't go through the whole process. And there wasn't that much publicity on it. I didn't realise how well I'd done getting onto it. I didn't realise that only 3% of applications got through. And so I don't think I celebrated enough. <laughs> I didn't quite dawn on me until this week. So last week was my last week at work. It was my last go at being the beauty expert, I guess. And then on Monday, I travelled down to London And all of a sudden, I was travelling down to London and I stayed in a hotel that was paid for by Sainsbury's. It was just a travel lodge, we're not talking anything like the Ritz. But still, it was paid for by them, which I think is pretty cool. And I went out for dinner and that's paid for by them. And I was just sat there and I was like, this is mad. A company is paying for me to go do something for them. That is so exciting. And then I was like walking to work and I did not realise where I was working. I was like... I now work. You know that little 33 Holborn um, Sainsbury's at the top of your Sainsbury's receipt? That's where I work. Like, I work at head office now, which is so exciting. So exciting. So, so... I'm just so proud of myself. Like, it was just such an opportunity that I didn't even think I was going to do. Like, it was so out of my remit of what I wanted to do and where I thought my next few months were heading. And now I'm there and I'm like, this is mad. This is mad. And so I arrived on the Tuesday night and I went out for dinner on my own, which is a thing I have never, ever done before. And it kind of 
comes to kind of the, I guess, the main topic of this podcast. This topic of this podcast is kind of my goals for May, because my goals for May are pretty large and pretty, I want to change a lot of things about myself. And one of the biggest things is I want to try more new things and not in a safe way. That makes it sound like I'm going to go jump out of a plane. I don't mean it like that. (laughs) Probably a little less adventurous than that. But I know how important trying new things are and being out of your comfort zone is. But I think I always push myself out of my comfort zone in a comfortable way. Does that make sense? It's I will do something that's a little bit new, but I'll do it in an environment where I feel safe or I'll do it with someone so I'm not on my own or I'll do it... I won't fully do it completely and I want to test myself to push myself out of that comfort zone as much as I talk about like self-growth and everything I don't think I've challenged myself to properly push me out of my comfort zone like I am I got really comfortable I've got really comfortable living at home and working at Sainsbury's and being a beauty expert and everything it was a very comfortable job I enjoyed it and I was good at it and I found it I found it relatively like I don't want to say it wasn't easy, but I was okay at it. I like chatting to people, if you couldn't guess. And so I didn't mind doing it. Um, But this was a kind of whole different kettle of fish. Because going out for dinner on my own, I don't know why, but it's always been something I've been kind of apprehensive about. Going out for coffee is one thing, because it seems so passive. And so kind of like, just be walking by, just getting a coffee, it's not too deep. But like... I booked for myself to go for dinner like and it was just a table for one and I don't know why it gave me so much anxiety but it really really did and I was pleasantly surprised I got off the train I put my bags down in my hotel which was on the ground floor which was not the one it was not the one but the AC worked so that was a bonus um but I dropped my bags I had a quick shower like I got changed and then I went out and I went and I walked and no I got the tube and I arrived and when I got there I had that little the only part I felt a little bit awkward doing was when I arrived and they were like oh so is it just you or is it like are you waiting for anyone I was like nope just a table for one and they were like oh great perfect just take you this way and they were lovely like there wasn't anything they did I just felt a little bit awkward at that part but you know what it was nowhere near as bad as I thought it was going to be. It was actually very enjoyable. I loved it. It was brilliant. I read my book. I ate all the food that I wanted to eat. I took as long as I wanted to take. I didn't go on my phone. I went on it a few times, but I didn't really like scroll on it, which is what I thought I was worried I'd do because I think that makes you look more awkward. I think if you're reading, it looks more purposeful. And so I just read my book and I looked out the window and I people watched. I swapped seats halfway through, which filled me with a bit of anxiety. I cannot lie because I was working out where to sit. And I was like, is it weird if I switch seats? But it wasn't. It was fine. And it made me realise that no one's thinking about you as much as you think they are thinking about you. They're really not. It it was such a kind of like lovely anonymous experience. It made me feel very kind of like... I'm okay on my own and I don't know why this has been such a big thing for me going for dinner on my own but it really has it's the weirdest thing for me going for dinner on my own has kind of been the one thing I haven't yet done on my own there's a lot of other things but I feel like it's quite a big one that I've been wanting to do so I'm really proud of myself for doing that and that kicked off May in the right way and then on the Tuesday guys I was so nervous 
I was so nervous and this is what has prompted my May new month resolution of out of the comfort zone because it reminded me how comfortable I have been because of the nerves I felt on that Monday evening, unparalleled, unparalleled. I couldn't sleep, felt sick. When I woke up in the morning, I woke up, I felt so nervous. I thought I was going to throw up. It was awful. I couldn't drink my coffee. I threw half my coffee away, which cost me £4. I threw £2 just down the drain because I was like, I honestly, it's making me feel so much worse. But I arrived and I smiled and I chatted. Obviously, it's me. So I had this like vocab diarrhea. So I spoke to everyone about anything but it wasn't that bad. It was actually really enjoyable. And I suddenly realised everyone was in the same boat. Everyone was really nervous. Everyone felt pretty uncomfortable about the situation, like trying something new. And it wasn't until I got through it all and I started and I was walking through head office and I was like chatting with everyone and kind of working out who everyone was and like just getting on with everyone. I realised how massive this goal is that I've achieved. Like I was, it's huge. Only 3% of people got on and that's mad and I didn't even realise. And it just shows how you can really undersell yourself. When I've been telling people about this internship, I've literally just been like, yeah, it's just like a little thing. It's not too big. It's just like a little internship at Sainsbury's Tech. Um, You can get a job at the end. Literally, that's it. No, it's way bigger than that. It's way more exciting than that. There was like a thousand applications for it and like only 20 of us got through. It's mad. But anyway, that's beside the point. But... I did it and then on the Tuesday night we had these drinks with the um kind of the people who are running our course although it's ran by Sainsbury's we're not taught by Sainsbury's we're taught by another a Leeds based company actually and I swear to god I've met the leader before I think he came to Leeds uni for want something because he looks so similar like so similar to someone I've met before like what so I just cannot place him but I know I've seen him before but that's beside the point and They took us all out for drinks afterwards and I wasn't sure if I was going to go. I didn't know whether or not to go. I was a bit nervous about it and I felt pretty kind of like out of my comfort zone because I, this, you know what, I haven't done loads of socialising outside my immediate friends pretty recently because I've been in such an isolated, like I've been in Scarborough, there's not loads going on. I know everyone here. I know everyone with who Louis lives with and that type of thing and because I've been out of uni I haven't been going to like house parties or meeting people on nights out or anything like that and so I'm pretty out of the whole newly socializing game but I was like no you know what we're gonna go because recently I feel like I need more things in my life that for me that are kind of like pushing myself out of my comfort zone and learning a new element about myself and this was one of the other new things that I'm proud of myself for trying so far in May. So we had that, we started a new job and we went and that is exciting. We went out for dinner on our own and then we went to a social event alone, like alone. Like I didn't know anyone that was going to be there. I'd only known them from the day before. Like it was still totally new environment for myself. And the people that I went down with first, they weren't going. So I then had, li- I had like an option not to go and I was like, I really don't want to go anymore. But no, we went and it was brilliant. It was so lovely. It was so nice to meet everyone in a social situation, not in a kind of academic situation, and just chat with everyone. And there was a bar tab. My first experience of a company paying for a bar tab was incredible, incredible. Absolute brilliant experience, would 10 out of 10 recommend. And so I did that, but it also meant 
that by the Wednesday morning, because I woke up at six on Wednesday, you know, sometimes when you just wake up naturally early and it's just one of those days. Um, I think it's because I was so nervous about the day ahead, which is ridiculous because I'd done it all before, but you can't control your nerves, can you? It just happens. And so I woke up and then I had to pack up all my stuff. And because I'd been with everyone from nine the day before till like nine at night, and then I'd woken up at six and then I was at, had to be at the like head office at nine again. And we did all of our training and that type of thing. It meant that by the end of the day yesterday, when I'd finished and when I'd finally got home after like my train journey and everything, I was so exhausted, you know, when you're so tired, you cannot even function really, I was just sat in bed, and I was just looking, and I was like, I actually genuinely feel brain dead right now, I couldn't think properly, it was a sicky type tired, I always feel sick when I get really tired, like nauseous, and it was that level of tired, which I knew was bad, and so I slept, and here we are, first day of the internship, And it was way harder than I thought it was going to be. But this is good. And this is kind of why I wanted to talk about the podcast. Because today, after my first day at work, I had the fattest cry I've had in a while. I was going to say in a long time, but it's not a long time because I'm way too emotional. But I had a massive cry. And I think it all just got a little bit overwhelming, to be honest. The day itself was fine. It's just constantly like... I was I learned stuff today that I was totally new and it made me realize everything for the past 4 years has been building on something I knew before. It might have been a new concept but it was in a very familiar environment. So with biology I was always building on biology or with reading or something like that I was building on a field that I already knew something about. Coding however. Wow, different ball game. Totally different ball game. I have never coded in my life in my life. I'm not one of these people who was like, really, I wish I was. God, it'd be brilliant now. Who was like, did the Raspberry Pi or was into coding when they were younger or has any experience whatsoever. And so all of it was totally brand new. And I felt so tired by the end of the day. And it was starting to get overwhelming. And I I felt like I just, I didn't know what I was doing. And I wasn't used to that feeling of not being in total control. I wasn't used to not knowing what I was doing. And I wasn't comfortable with the not knowing. I wasn't comfortable with that feeling of this is uncomfortable because this is not what I'm used to. This is not what I'm used to at all. I feel like I'm used to knowing exactly what I'm doing. I'm used to being in control of myself. I'm used to being in control of kind of like, the situations I put myself in, in knowing which elements I want to go into, knowing what I want to kind of like learn about or talk about. I'll do it about things that I know a lot of things about. I'm not very good at pushing myself into situations where I don't know a lot that's going on. And I finished the day and the computer annoyingly like hadn't been wiped. So it meant that it, it so that meant the right click wasn't actually a right click. The right click to right click, you had to do some other weird gesture from the person that had owned the laptop before because we all got given work laptops. Um, and honestly, I just finished. I ended the call. I just had a massive cry, like a big cry. I was like, I can't do it. I'm not smart enough for this. I'm not good enough for this. This is not for me. I am not smart. I have just managed to fluke my way through life. Like, I, I didn't get, a, like, I, I didn't deserve my degree. I just managed to get my degree. And even when I was at the drinks thing, everyone was like, oh, so how did you apply for this? And I was like, I just got lucky. Like, I'm not meant to be here, really. I'm just kind of, 
I am just got lucky with it all. And one of the things that a lot of the people said was that had been on this programme or had moved into tech for the first time. I was like, what's the biggest piece of advice you would give us? And they said the imposter syndrome will be bad and you just have to fight it. And God, was it bad today. Jesus Christ, was it bad today. Literally, throughout the last hour when I was kind of struggling with some things that were really, they weren't even that complicated, to be honest. It was just a kind of, I didn't understand the language. It was a kind of a lot of jargon, that type of thing. As soon as that started to creep into my mind, I was like, I'm not smart. Everyone around me is so much smarter than I am. I'm I'm not good enough to be here. I shouldn't be here. What a silly idea. I like I'm so silly for doing this to myself. Like this is so embarrassing. I've taken someone else's space. Like all of these really negative thoughts were going around my head. Despite nothing happening to make me think these things. All that could happen is I didn't tr- properly understand and I was getting tired. And then when I got off the call and I cried, I had a big cry and I didn't want to go to my grandparents. It was all in, up in the air, disaster. And then I went to my grandparents and had a lovely time. And then I went on a big walk after I saw them. I didn't want to go on a walk. I was meant to go on a run, but <laughs> that didn't happen. But I was like, you know what? A walk is better than nothing. So I went on a walk. And I listened to Jay Shetty's most recent podcast. And it's all about education. And, well, I didn't listen to all of it because it's like two hours long and let's not overestimate how long my walk was. It was only 40 minutes, but I went on the walk and it was so interesting because it said, he was, the guy who was speaking, I can't remember his name, um, I'll put it in the show notes. The guy who was speaking was talking about how when we learn something new, the reason we don't push into that feeling of learning something new is because there's a release of chemicals in our brain to rewire our neurological system when we are learning something new causes that release in emotions causes you to become very emotional feeling overwhelmed feeling unsure about yourself feeling really insecure that is all caused because of the release of chemicals in your brain to rewire the neurons because rewiring your brain is not easy and all of a sudden like it was like a light bulb moment it suddenly made me think you know what, even though I did feel like that today, it's not true. It was only happening because my brain was being rewired because for the first time in a long time, I am learning something completely new. And I think this with driving, you know, with driving, I really, really struggled with it and I couldn't do it and I'd get so emotional and overwhelmed with it. And again, it's rewiring your neurons. And for me, so often this feeling of feeling overwhelmed or unsure about myself or not really sure the direction that I want to go in, has been associated with this feeling of anxiety and like panic and that has meant to me that okay you need to stop what you're doing this isn't the right path for you but now I'm learning that we need to lean into it and that is the exact thing that he was saying he was saying that if we could only start to view these feelings as kind of like a traffic light system for keep pushing through you're learning something new and it's hard and it's tricky but it will come to you because I felt after crying I felt awful I was like, I don't want to go tomorrow. I just don't feel like I'm good enough for this. But after listening to that podcast and realising that all those emotions, those thoughts and everything that was going around my head had nothing to do with me and my ability, had everything to do with the fact that I was pushing myself out of my comfort zone. I was making myself do something that I've never done before. And I was learning. And I should be proud of myself for having those feelings. It means I'm trying something new. Which leads me to kind of the point of this podcast about trying new things. Because, as I said, I 
I feel like I've got better at being on my own. I feel like I've got better at doing all of these things. She says after she basically called him on the entire time. But no, I feel like I am good at being on my own now. But I want to try and find new things about myself. I think I've got myself into a little bit of a rut. I think I've got myself into these habits that I know that I would do each day. And they didn't really make me feel tired or anything. And I was pretty bored on the evenings. And so, here became May. May began. That was a weird way to say that May began. And so... My lifestyle change, my reinvention of myself is about to begin. I say reinvention of myself. I'm really doing nothing different. I'm just joining two clubs, but we like the drama. We like the dramatic spark with it. And so the first thing I'm doing differently is I'm doing the magic this month, which is a 28-day gratitude process, which is meant to bring a lot of love and abundance and great things into your life. But which is a very exciting side thing of it. But the reason I'm mainly doing it, well, A, is that because, I mean, who doesn't love a little bit of extra greatness in their life? Because why not? But the main thing I'm doing it for is because I want gratitude to become more of an everyday part of my life. I'm conscious of it, but not actively partaking in it. Does that make sense? I know I should be grateful, but I don't actively make myself grateful each day. And that's what I'm really excited about this process for doing. And so... I did that. That's my first May thing. The second thing in May is I'm going to try a new thing every other week, a proper new thing, or every week if I can. So my four things for this week were, my new job was this week, learning to code. That's my first new thing. That's been enough for this week. I'm I'm feeling content with that. We, We can stop there. That was scary enough. Next, I'm joining an art club. I used to, I love painting my nails, like doing nail art and stuff like that. And I used to really enjoy art, but I wasn't very good at it. Like I'm, I wasn't, I was really good at copying things. I like copying things, but I wasn't great at it. And everything in my mind used to be like, if I was talented at it, I'd keep going. If I wasn't, I'd just stop. But I used to really enjoy art. And it was one of those things that, you know, how people talk about the flow state, about where you can, con- you know, you're doing something and you're kind of lost in the moment of doing it that's like one of those things where that's exactly that you don't look at the clock anymore you become totally absorbed in what you're doing so I think it'll be really good for my anxiety and so I'm going to an art class she who has never painted in five years but we're doing it the other thing swimming in the sea that's for the last week of May mind you I'm not doing that beforehand it is way too cold for that but that's the other thing I'm going to try swimming in the sea again very good for your anxiety because mum was saying I don't know if you guys know about Wim Hof but um one of the things is he's like the ice water man that type of thing um and he can swim in the Antarctic it's mad you should watch that video it's crazy but swimming in cold water is really good for your mental health and anxiety and or depression or anything because in that time when your body's immersed in the cold water it goes into fight or flight mode And it means that your body releases all the excess emotions and kind of the feelings that it's been holding onto. So you leave it and honestly, you feel like you've been cleansed of all that negative energy. And honestly, I could do with a bit of that. So that's my thing for the final week of May. So we have so far a new job, learning to code, learning to paint. And then the next thing is learning to swim in the sea, which I already can do, but I'm going to try and go more regularly. So that's the other thing that I'm trying. And then I want to go to yoga or Pilates. I want to try going to an exercise class. I've never been to an exercise class before. I've always been too nervous. And this time last year, I tried going to everyone active, but I got too self-conscious. 
I felt like everyone was looking at me. I felt like I didn't like how I looked. I felt embarrassed. I just didn't feel comfortable in the slightest. But no, I don't have to go to the gym because I've got a pretty good workout program at the moment. But I would like to go to a fitness class. I just really want to try it. I think it'd be a really good, fun thing for me to do. And it's not even that expensive because of working with Sainsbury to get a load of gym memberships and that type of thing. It's like eight quid a month. And so I'm going to go to yoga and Pilates next week. I'm alternating between Pilates and art club. And if that isn't the most middle-aged thing going on in my life right now, (laughs) but we're doing it and we're trying something totally new and out of my comfort zone because what I was going to do is do yoga in my bedroom, do Pilates in my bedroom, do these, all these things in my bedroom. But I realized that's not enough. That's your comfort zone. That's trying something new in your comfort zone yet again. And as I said, we're not doing that anymore. And so we're pushing ourselves. And I want you all to do it with me. I want it to become, if a group of us did it, then I think I'll hold myself accountable. If I have to come on here each week for the next month and tell you all my new thing that I've done, which I'm now going to do that going forward. If I have to tell you all that, I'm going to have to do it. Okay, going forward, this is it. We're pushing ourselves, guys. I want to leave May thinking, you know what? I've really learned something about myself. I've learned that, I don't know, I'm really shit at painting or I'm really good at yoga or I'm really good at meeting new people. Oh, I want to meet new people. That's the other thing I want to do. I just want to find out more about myself and who I am. And for ages, I've been blaming where I live, living at home, all of these things as to the reasons why I have not. And it has taken me a while to work this out and push myself to do it, but it's better late than never. Okay. And so this is why this is the month that I'm doing it. This is the month. I found April really hard mentally. Mentally, I found it tough. Made me really sad. I felt sad a lot of the month. And I don't want to spend this month sad. I want to spend this month finding out more about myself and pushing myself in ways that I haven't pushed myself before. And so, I think that rounds off the end of this podcast episode. And so, I think that is May's project plan. And I hope you'll join it with me. I don't know how I just managed to talk for 40 minutes on that because I came into this with no podcast plan whatsoever. I didn't even really think I was going to record one. I just thought if I could manage to record 15 minutes, that'd be better than nothing. But as per, here we are 40 minutes later. I genuinely think on a desert island, I'd be fine. I'd be like the crazy lady who just talked to herself. I would definitely just be chatting to myself the entire time. But I'm not mad about that. Okay, let's skip to the next part of the podcast, which is new things I have read or watched or done this week. See, we've been trying to encourage just new things for a while, but I haven't really caught on to it, have I? Okay, one new thing that I'm trying, I'm taking out caffeine from my diet. Well, less caffeine. I don't, I'm drinking decaf tea now. I'm having one coffee a day because... In uni, I went through a phase of drinking like eight coffees a day, like tea on tap all the time, constant caffeine. And I didn't realise the effect it could have on anxiety. A pretty massive effect as well. So that's a new thing I'm trying. And I also think it's going to help me sleep because I always used to drink a cup of tea before I went to sleep. And that's got caffeine in it. Although a very low amount of caffeine, it's still got caffeine in it. So I bought myself decaf tea and that's one new thing I'm trying. Watch-wise... I've been watching Lizzo Big Girls on Amazon Prime. Love it. 
it's so good. I do my workout whilst they're doing it because it is so inspiring. Honestly, the music, everything about that show, I love it. Um, so that's been on in the background whilst I've been doing my workouts because doing your workouts to TV has revolutionised the whole workout game for me. It's so much more interesting. I cannot do a workout and listen to music. I just get way too bored. It has to be TV for me and it's the way forward, I'm telling you. So would highly recommend doing that. Other new things that we're trying, other new things that I have watched or done, I am currently trying going for a walk or exercise each day, mainly because I left Sainsbury's and I out, sit on my bum all day for 12 hours, but that's the other thing. And things that I'm reading, I just finished a rom-com book, which was, it's just, a, it was just a nice book. To be honest, the ending, a bit naff, kind of expected kind of knew what was going to happen. You know when the final sentence just cringes you out a little bit because I was like, oh, did they have to say it like that? Was there any need? It was so predictable. But it was like a nice book and I enjoyed it and it was exactly what I needed to read. Granted, it probably wasn't the highbrow literature I should have taken to dinner with me. I should have taken something more like, I don't know, Sylvia Plath or something more exciting, something more educational. But no, we choose that. Um... The other two books that I'm reading are nowhere near done and I got a thing yesterday from the library saying that everything's overdue, which is annoying, but it's just, it is how it is. Um, I'm still reading The Power of Bad. It's a pretty fat book, I can't lie, but we're getting through it. The intuition thing has been life-changing and I now don't sleep with my phone in my room anymore. I charge my phone on in the evening, like now I'm charging my phone and I leave my phone in the room next door along with my Apple Watch. And I don't go on my phone last thing anymore. And I don't wake up and go on my phone. And my brain is so much happier. Because if I have my phone next to me, I cannot, I, I can't really function that well. I can't not go on Instagram. That's a whole other st- story. We're going to do a podcast on dealing with tech um, whilst remote working. Because it's a whole other issue. But yeah, those are the things I've been trying recently. The big girls on Amazon Prime, great, love it. And also try watching TV when you're working out. It's way more fun, way more fun. Pick up a bad rom-com book and go buy a coffee for yourself. And honestly, it's just the most refreshing kind of like brain sleep that you need. It's just nice to read about people's lives and it not be super complicated, but not be super boring either. And it's just, it was a lovely experience. I would highly recommend. But I think that rounds off the end of this podcast episode. If you can, please leave a review, rate me, tell me what you think, but please be nice. (laughs) And make sure you subscribe and follow me on Instagram at you've got mail underscore pod. And I'll speak to you soon. Have a lovely, lovely rest of your weekend. I hope you're doing something very nice. I am in Manchester this weekend, which is pretty exciting. I haven't seen Louis in like two weeks now, which is sad, but I'm excited to go over there. I was going to go tonight, but way too tired for that. Would not be safe to drive. (laughs) But I hope you all have a lovely, lovely week, whatever you are listening to this. And I'll speak to you soon. Bye.